0: And welcome to Sunnydale Study Group, the podcast for returning Scoobies and Buffy newbies. I'm Omar. I'm Chris.
1: And I'm Holland.
0: Today we'll be talking about episode 19 of season 3, Choices. So let's head into our favorite spot, the library. Hey, when we were asking each other um, what our favorite place in Sunnydale would be, I think we totally forgot to just say the library.
1: <laughs> oh yeah, why don't we pick what? the library where um, we record I all of in- these episodes?
2: Yeah, I thought it was implied that... It was like, what's your second favorite place? okay, because
0: yeah. we'd, be, uh, we'd definitely be in the library
2: anyway. Yeah. Cause so it's like almost like the library is an extension of our self. Right. So it's not even really a place. It's like where in Firefly would you want to hang out? You wouldn't feel
0: obligated to say Serenity. Obviously, Serenity. But then you'd choose like, a, like maybe Ariel
2: or something. Yeah, I'll go with that. <laughs> is it? Does that make sense? I think also, you know, the library's great, but sometimes it's all business there. You know, we're getting down to business. We're recording these podcasts. We're having visitors stumble in and out. Some of them unpleasant, like Principal Snyder. Yeah. Some of them a little snoopy, like Jonathan, or Mm -hmm. some of them bringing impending news of demonic uh, doom. Like Angel. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So, yeah, I guess it's where would you let your hair down? Yeah. Answers still stand for you guys?
1: Yeah.
2: Think bronze we think we the... Yeah, we're just bronze yeah. buddies.
1: Just chilling at the bronze. I mean, that's where I would be if I wasn't at the library. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Just me and Holland drinking Coca-Cola's at the bronze. Nice.
1: I probably wouldn't drink Coca-Cola. Oh. <laughs> I'm, oh. I'm not a fan of Coca-Cola. Maybe oh. like Dr. Pepper.
0: Drinking Dr. Pepper's at the bronze. Yeah. What do you call on the East Coast soda? I know that we have to get soda. to a session, but... Soda, a soda, soda. right? Soda. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> okay. What do you guys say? Oh, wait, yeah,
0: of course, because in Gilmore Girls, they make a big deal about how they call it soda. Yeah. Is, like, yeah. It's cause they're soda. England, yeah. Uh,
1: Connecticut, yeah.
0: Uh, what do you say, soda? Yeah. Yeah. You don't say pop? No, I guess it's specifically There's like Midwest. a middle of the country thing. Yeah. Isn't there one other way to say it? And there are people like every so often. Soda? Fizz? Fizz. fizz. Is fizz maybe. Yeah, maybe it's Fizz. Fizzy pop. Okay. You yeah. Soder. Yeah. Soder? Soder. Soder? Soder my <laughs>
2: Sonia, Soder <Soder-mayor>. my <Soda. laughs>
0: All right. Well, how you guys been? Great. i been good. Nice. Nice. Uh, anything that you want to mention? Well, we
2: did Hamilton's, right, a few days ago from when this podcast is going to come out. Yeah, that was a blast, as always. Mm -hmm. So, uh, keep your eyes out for the next one if you like Hamilton and come and sing along. Uh, How about you, Holland? Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I went to my first Dodgers game. Oh, Oh, yeah. That was exciting. It was Vin Scully's last game. Oh. And my first game. Who's wow. Vin scully? so now you've taken Vin the scully, torch uh yeah no Vince scully is a like one of probably the most famous like uh baseball commentator so he's been doing oh. it for the dodgers i guess he did it what he did it brooklyn dodgers and then la yeah. dodgers because the dodgers moved um and he's been commentating for them for 67 years wow and he retired he's like
2: the voice of baseball yeah. Yeah. okay wow that's yeah. amazing yeah, yeah. yeah. Did he go out in the field and have a little moment?
1: Ah, uh, he wasn't out on the field. So like this whole weekend was like a celebration weekend. Mm-hmm. So they did something different every day. So uh, on Sunday, since this podcast will come out a few days later, but you can tell when we recorded this. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. On uh, Sunday, he uh, he gave like a little speech and then sang uh, "You Are the Wind Beneath My Wings," which is Aww. really cute in um, the
0: Vince Gully voice. Yeah,
1: well, you are the wind voice, beneath which my is his wings. Voice. No, he likes saying it um and uh on friday voice? i guess he gave out yeah on friday he gave, i mean his job is his voice oh so that's a good point a good zing voice. um <laughs> on friday he gave out like letters like they handed out letters to the fans and i guess like kevin costner was there and i i think it was john williams like there was someone what? else like huge there like they've just had all these like big people did john to, like, williams celebrate. do field of dreams uh i don't know or is I, like someone came thing? it was someone someone big came in to do yeah i don't know i wasn't there on friday i was mm. just hearing stories so yeah.
0: that's great That was nice it awesome. was so sad it was so cute all good things I was so
1: happy yeah. uh, and the uh, Dodgers won so like that's, yeah, they that's won huge, all weekend yeah. which is good so it would it would have been unfortunate I don't know like it would have been fine if they lost but it would have been like Vin Scully should season. retire
0: the whole season be,
1: <laughs>
0: I'm just kidding as a Giants fan I do not believe that <laughs> <laughs> also I want him to spend time with his family he, yeah he works very hard mm-hmm. um, and before we finish being one of those podcasts that talks about ourselves <laughs> more than the actual subject of the podcast I uh, want to quickly point out that um, L.A. Weekly published an article about Hamilton's, and yeah. the <coughs> photo of it is Chris and study buddy Paul Kruger yeah. being Hamilton and Burr. hmm So, mm-hmm. it's pretty cool.
2: Pretty yeah. cool. And our friend Jessica, who does a Hamilton cosplay with a God, stellar is... beard. An actual human hair beard. That's not... That can't be true. Tell told me that last night. Wait, are you
0: serious? That's a real... Beard Beard hair?
2: Plucked hair from someone's face. No, it's not that. It's just like, (laughs) but it's actual hair, but it's
1: actual
0: hair. Oh, man. I mean, I guess when you're have you looking at which beards you can go for, you have quite a few choices, which is kind of similar (laughs) to this episode. Episode 19 of season 3. We are nearing the end of season 3, and I would say uh, putting a lot of uh, chess pieces on the board for the future of Buffy and uh, other Buffy-related materials. So Mm -hmm. it's a really... Awesome episode. It's really fun, really important. Yeah. Um, mythology and plot <laughs> heavy. Mm. Uh, but you might not actually know what we're talking about or what we're referencing because maybe you had to go to the airport um to pick up a package delivery. Or maybe you were at the school late and there were a bunch of giant spiders running around that you had to fight with sticks with hooks on them. <laughs> uh <laughs> <laughs> which I'm still kind of confused about But in case, if that's the case Don't worry, we have you covered We're, we're, we're a study session, you know mm. This is what we're here for So Chris is going to catch you up uh, In five easy window breaking sentences So Chris, take it away
2: <clears throat> Things are heating up in Ascension Town For the mayor And he needs to start collecting All of the things he needs Which begins with the box of Gavrock which is a box of billions of spiders that Faith steals after killing a uh, seemingly human informant. One. The Scooby gang gets hip to the fact that there's something in the possession of the mayor, and they launch the offensive under Buffy's uh, encouragement, which leads Willow... Angel and Buffy to go to the mayor's lair slash town hall where he is holding the the box of Gavrock and Willow must break down the mythical spell which allows Buffy to steal the box, but Faith kidnaps Willow before Angel and Buffy escape. Two... Everybody but Wesley immediately rallies behind the idea of trading the box back to the mayor in exchange for Willow's life. And while Willow is in the mayor's lair, she starts reading through the Books of Ascension and is able to steal some of the pages before Faith comes and tries to cut her throat. Three. The gang initiates a meet-up with the mayor he and his vampire goons come to the school cafeteria and they are about to make the switch when the mayor goes into this really detailed speech to Angel about how he could never love Buffy because he's going to be a vampire she's going to die young and then the box gets open and a bunch of spiders spring forth a comma a bunch of them are killed and Snyder comes in to break it up just in time for everybody to want to just walk away from it without getting too many other people involved. Four. Willow, having felt a rush from her time in captivity, decides, I am going to go to UC Sunnydale and stick with Buffy at the Hellmouth for the rest of my career, at least for college, because you know what? There's big evil out there. And in order to face it, the Slayer needs her best friend, Willow Rosenberg. Five.
0: Great! That was, I think, the best one of the season, to be totally honest. That was like the Vince Gully of of (laughs) cram Sessions.
2: People think you're saying Vince Gully.
0: Yeah, Vince Gully, who worked on the (laughs) (laughs) X-Biles.
2: Yeah, this is a great one. (laughs) When Willow kills the vampire with... The pencil, levitating pencil, yeah, so cool. Can awesome. I? I'm
0: gonna say, uh, no. You know, I'm gonna, I'm gonna back pocket a comment until we get to that scene in organic conversation. Okay, which I'll probably steer in that direction to get there. Great, but that's honestly,
2: well, we pulled the curtain back. That's how the podcast works, guys. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> now you know. He's gonna be uh,
2: Secretly steering the conversation to his back pocket, exactly seat. to mm-hmm.
0: my, <laughs> to my back pocket. Um, this episode starts off. Uh, with a conversation about college. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I wanted to ask you guys, uh, what was your college application experience?
1: Uh
0: Paul, do you want to kick it off?
1: I Well, I mean, since I went through it the most recently. Well, uh, it was like, what,
0: four months ago? Yeah, yeah, shut up. Have you gotten your letters back?
1: <laughs> so I remember um, when I was applying for colleges... I had gone out junior year. I had come out to California to visit colleges, and I really wanted to go to go to school out here. Um, And the two places I was gonna apply for in California were USC and Chapman. Um, I never ended up applying for USC because it was a very involved application, and uh, I got lazy. (laughs) So here's here's the deal: people apply to a lot of schools. Like all my friends applied to freaking like 20 schools. Like applied to so many schools. Um, I applied to four because again, lazy. but I don't, but also hardworking. I don't know what it was. Um, because I applied to Emerson early action and early action is the one where it's like you can get in and then still decide not to go. Early decision is the one where you like have to go if you get in. So I applied to Emerson early action and found out like really, I think it was like November or something ridiculous. So it's like, while i was still applying for colleges i found out that i at least got into emerson so that kind of slowed down i think the application process for me because i knew i at least got into one school that i wanted to go to and then i applied to tish which is uh, the art school at miu um and sva which is the school of visual arts which is an art school in new york city um and chapman because that's where i was planning on going and funnily enough chapman was the one school that i didn't get into. And I found out I think in March that I didn't get in, Um, but I had already gotten in everywhere else. And then I had wanted to go to Tisch, uh, but it was too expensive. Um, But since I got into the honors program at Emerson, which was half tuition, I went there, and that is my my very in depth. A college conversation, but I remember being really devastated that I didn't get into Chapman because that was like I like because you know that was your number one yeah because like they tell you like when you visit schools and like there'll be a school and you just like see yourself there yeah I just like so saw myself at Chapman and like because I really wanted to move out to California and even though it was like Orange County and not like Los Angeles I just Mm -hmm. like really liked it there really wanted to go there um and it's it's funny because then like I heard I've heard more negative things about it now and my roommate actually went to Chapman. Um, That's right. Which is funny. And now, like...
2: Did they have a good experience?
1: Yeah, yeah, she did. But she went... I mean, she went in a different program. I've heard, like... What I've heard about it is, like... Because I also know people who got into Chapman but didn't get into Dodge, which is, like, their um, film program. Like, there's... I think there's a weird thing that Chapman does where if you're applying out of state, it's harder to get in because they try and, like, match scholarships. So they, like, will... uh, They'll, like, have you apply for a loan. So I was denied the loan that I applied for to match my scholarship or whatever uh-huh. so i think because i because i already i got the message that i was denied for the loan before i got the message that i was denied for the school so i feel like that has something to do with it but i don't know mm. i don't know i've heard like mixed things about chapman now but like at the time i was very devastated because chapman was the school i wanted to go to and the one school i didn't get into and not even like it was like oh my god i got into tish but not like this other school like Cause Tish is like pretty hard to get into. I mean that's mm-hmm. you want to do it... Yeah, you you're an NYU. You want to tish, right? or, tish. Yeah. You're
2: fighting violent, right, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um I early decisioned there. Mm-hmm. Um I applied to a handful of schools, but not too many, probably under ten. Uh, I applied to UNH, which was in my town just as a safety school, but I did not want to go there. Um, UNH is a fine school. It's incredibly frat party. School kind of thing Uh Which is not Very pan-Hellenic Yeah Not (laughs) what I'm into Mm -hmm. Um, The My sister was at Tisch So I wanted to go there Because it would be cool to be with her I also love New York And it was Not too far away from my home It was like a five hour drive And I was very excited about it I wrote my college essay on Buffy uh, On the first time I saw a Buffy episode And that's what made me want to be a writer The, uh, my SAT scores were really bad, apparently. I had an 1130. That was, like, my highest chance after, like, two other attempts of it being really bad. Out of 2400. Just kidding. See, yeah. No, what well, were your so SATs
1: out of? Well, because mine were out of 1,600.
2: Yeah, you're, you're, oh, okay. we're 16 guys. Right? Yeah. Okay. So Actually, was I did 1,24. Low. It was considered very low. Mm-hmm.
0: Here's what was funny for me about the SATs. I might have mentioned this before, but um, it's funny when people were like, I'm trying to figure out what what my score translates between the 1,600 and 24, And I was like, well, if you can't figure it out, I think you did not that great. <laughs>
1: well, no, but also because... <laughs> I also, like, I don't um, test well. Like, I did not test well when I took my SATs. Uh Like, but I, I also applied places that didn't. Take SAT scores into account as much because, like, mm-hmm. I was out of 2400, and I remember the first time I took the SATs, I got like a 1690.
0: For the 1600, that's really good. No, yeah, yeah,
1: no, but at 2400, <laughs> it was terrible. And the highest I ended up getting, I didn't even break 2000. Like, I think I got 1940, was the highest I got because I was not. And then I was going to take SAT twos, but it's like, it's so long. It's like a six hour test. Yeah. And it's like, I get really bad test anxiety, and like, I would never bring snacks with me, so then my stomach would start growling, mm. and then I'd get really self conscious and then like I would have to use the bathroom and they wouldn't let me use the bathroom and I would like really have to pee and I was like I can't focus on the test because I have to pee and like it, it's just like really dumb stuff like that yeah but yeah. it's like the SATs the SATs are terrible No, they're they really yeah. just, like okay. put you yeah. in this room and it's like because also the other thing was too sorry I'm gonna go on a rant about the SATs mm-hmm. but it's like because I would have to take them at my home high school so part of it too was like I was going to high school with like Totally different kids, because I had like tested to get into this like specialized school, like blah blah blah, with people from like all over the county. But then when I have would have to go take the SATs, it was alphabetized at your home high school. So then I would like suddenly be in a room with people that like, oh, this guy that tormented me in middle school that I had a crush on, and like wanted to go out with but would fake ask me out but he didn't mean it but like maybe he did mean it and just made my life a living hell and Whoa. now it's like he's sitting next to you while, while you take your SATs you haven't <laughs> seen him in three years Good how does this make you, you feel, feel? <laughs> and I was like oh my god I was like I haven't had to deal with this person god. in years and now they're sitting right next to me yeah. while I have to go take this test that decides <laughs> my future and I'm just like it's just it's just like a like a situation that it's just like here are all of your worst fears and mm. all the things you don't want to deal with like let's just put them them all in a room and make you take this really important test. Mm -hmm. And the problem with the SATs is, like, they're too easy. Yeah. Like, so you overthink everything because it's supposed to be one of those tests that people are just supposed to be able to, like...
2: It's like reasoning.
1: ...do. And it it was also stuff that, like, I had learned so long ago, so you just don't remember it.
2: Yeah, yeah.
1: Like, it's not... God, I hated the SATs. I hated
2: them too. I mean, I think that the lucky thing with my specific program was, at least with Tish, was uh, Charlie Rubin, who's kind of the main influential teacher in my life who was a writer for Seinfeld. He's super awesome. He went on to become, like, my Dumbledore figure at NYU. But Charlie is what is reading everything. Mm -hmm. So it was like, and I don't know if I was particularly in, if they considered 1130 bad enough that he had to do this, but he said that there were many cases that he would have to, like, go, like, NYU wouldn't want to accept somebody. Uh But that Tish did. So I got that, and then I remember the day that I got it, um, I... So my friend Emma and I were kind of boyfriend-girlfriend, but it was never official, and she was in the grade above me, and then she broke up with me and went to college, and I was very sad about it and Mm kind of held on to it. And I remember uh, I was heading to get my car in the parking lot, and she was picking up her sister. She was, like, back for, like, Thanksgiving or something, and she was picking up her sister, Nora, who I'm also... I mean, I'm good friends with both of them now. They'll think it's funny, I think, that I'm mentioning this. But I uh, was so, like... I hadn't seen Emma for like probably six months or something. Uh I saw her and I was like, oh God, like sick to my stomach, like felt super sad. And I remember going home just like feeling all shaken up by even just having seen her. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and that was the day I got my, uh, my acceptance packet. Hey! I remember I ran down to the bay and I was like, (laughs) woohoo! And then I got into USC. Um, and I was like, oh man, should I go there instead? And then I was like, no don't want no, you but I remember that one thing when I was watching the episode like watching them all talk about it and have yeah. that conversation that was nostalgic yeah, yeah. to yeah. look back at a time it's where I was so like, weird oh, yeah, He's gonna try to go because I also know.
1: remember like I remember specifically not applying to any safety schools like I did not apply anywhere in state. Because I knew, like, if I applied somewhere in state and got like a full ride, that like my parents would make me go, Ooh, that's and I good was like, strategy. I'm not staying in New Jersey. Because even part of the reason, like, yeah, I really wanted to go to Tish, but I was like, New York is also too close. Yeah. So it's like the fact that I went to school in Boston, it was like far enough away. And like now I live on the other side of the country, but I was like, I specifically like did not want to have to go to school in the same state.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: I was not not having it, so yeah. I didn't apply to yeah, any safeties. So you
2: want to change it up a little yeah. bit? No. Yeah. 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 How about you, Omar?
0: I, uh, had, I didn't really want to go to college, which was the, um, I just, like, wasn't, I don't know why, but, like, I just wanted to, like, stay at home, and, like, I didn't really see college as, like, the big, I was like, "Eh, yeah, it'll be cool, I guess, but I, uh, I was, like, in a relationship at the time, and it wasn't, like, a great relationship per se, in terms of, like, being, I mean, high schoolers can be so crazy, I think I'm just being more honest about it, I think it was a normal high school relationship, Mm -hmm. uh, but it was one of the things where I was like, yeah, but I could just like stay here and just like have a life here and like try to make movies and stuff. And my parents were like, no, you should just go. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like apply. It. So I had like the most like lackluster like I just hated the whole process of it. I thought it was like so it was it's, it feels to me like the Hunger Games mm-hmm. when it's like tell us about yourself in 300 words and so I just it made it I just made fun of the whole process. <laughs> Uh, I only applied to UCs, um, my buddy Sabra was really upset, because he's like, you should apply, like, every film school you can and stuff, and I was like, no, I don't really feel it. So I applied to a bunch, and then I got a few acceptance things back, um, I had the same situation with USC, where it was, like, a whole packet, where, like, put together, d- and I also thought I wasn't good enough well, to get Well, and also, USC. you had
1: to take SAT2s for USC, I remember, oh, and so that's why. Oh, you didn't do SAT2s? I didn't. Have well, to that's, well, that's mm-hmm. the thing, because I had scheduled to take SAT2s, because you have to take two SATs. But I I had such a bad experience with the SATs and was so, like... I'm, like, an anxious mess of a person. So, like, me in high school, I was Sorry. a mess. No, it like, I've gotten so much better, like, since I've been to college and since I've been out here. But, like, in tragic. high school, I was just a ball of anxiety. And, like, just every test was, like, the end of the world for me. So, like, mm. when I was, like... So I, like, scheduled to take the SATs, but I was, like, I, like... I just didn't end up taking them, and so I couldn't apply to, uh, to. I think that was the main reason why I couldn't apply to USC because I didn't have any SAT twos,
0: uh, and I never, because I never
1: ended up taking them because I was just getting so stressed out about like all the tests that I had to take to apply mm-hmm. to college. Here's, I think that's what happened.
0: If you're listening to this, first of all, thanks. Hey, second of nice. all, <laughs> second of all, if you are someone in, uh, I would say any field, but I will specifically speak to sort of the arts and specifically film. If you're applying to anything or you're like getting ready uh, for college or some sort of next step in education, whatever it may be, and you're thinking, I'm not good enough because the people going for it are like the best of the best, uh, definitely go for it because... E- they're not. They're not. Yeah. <laughs> to, it,
2: to, to put it simply, uh, they're not. And yeah, they're just uh, children. Yeah. And if you feel like you're a child as well, it's because everybody's children. children. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No children is...
1: are applying to these schools. The thing you yeah. have
0: over them... Is humility mm-hmm. and that takes you
2: very far in life. Yeah, there uh, was this one guy who I will not name by name who was kind of like the what's the name of the mean girl in um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory? Oh, uh, Veruca, Veruca. Veruca Sal. yeah, yeah. He was kind of the veruca salt of our program. He wanted it now. Yeah, and it's like he was in. We were in like the teachers like welcoming us thing, and his parents were like, "Excuse me, now if my child wants to, graduate oh my god, early, I
1: hate those parents.
2: How can he graduate early?" And and then one of the professors was like, "Well, we know that like because you know this is a big financial burden that if you are like, oh no 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 money is no object. Uh, we want him to start his career in Hollywood." And it was, like, oh. that his free name was, take like, down. Max Spielberg. And that was, was the
1: like, worst thing about all of Max those, Landis? like, <laughs> oh, snap. No, because
2: Max Landis actually pursued the career of showbiz <laughs> after things ended. This other person did not.
1: Oh, snap. I, uh...
2: Sorry, that shouldn't sound bitter, just, but it was very odd.
1: Stab it. Uh. a... <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> Stab a
0: mystery person that uh, we don't know all the night don't know who this person is. Uh, no, but. but
1: that was always the worst thing about those orientations and stuff. Mm-hmm. Is there were so many terrible parents. parents and like, are so like also like going to film school too is yeah. like I definitely went to school with a lot of kids that either had Actually it's weird because the people I knew that had celebrity parents were super chill, but the people who just had like really wealthy parents that were like assholes were just Obviously, nah. also. <laughs> the more you say it, some the more Some of them were fun sense. and some of them weren't like, it's not like you just are a ref- reflection of your parents. But I had to deal with a lot of like, ugh, so many just terrible parents. Like also, if you're in an orientation, like don't ask questions for your child. Like yeah. don't be like, if my child, like if your child isn't going to ask the question themselves. That mm-hmm. means that so you shouldn't be asking it for them. Mm-hmm. Like, also, your child's about to go to college. Your yeah, something I
0: don't understand, mm-hmm. and this is, I don't have American parents. Um, and so they were, my, I went with my dad to UCSB, where I eventually went. And, loved. Was, and I loved it. I'm so glad that they pushed me out of my, I think it was just a comfort zone thing, where I was just like, but I could stay and just do things here. And they are just like, no, go find out that you can't do things elsewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, which was a, gr- a, a, a wonderful lesson to learn. And I remember I got my acceptance package from UCSB, and I was like, "Oh, cool! I didn't, didn't know a whole lot about it. I'd never even been to the campus before. i had been around it because my parents live Santa Barbara, mm-hmm. but my parents took the welcome package out to dinner. We went to Sonoma <laughs> Chicken Coop in downtown San Jose by the Shark Stadium, and we brought the package with us to and, dinner
2: and gave it like I distinctly a seat. Tape and like, tape, like, it like you put it up it in didn't, a chair. It wasn't
0: that insane, but it was pretty you close. ordered it a meal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It had the um, the hockey puck dessert, which is a, <laughs> a real dessert there, uh, been
2: right for dessert, it skipped chicken and oh yeah
0: well it was putting on the freshman 15 if you know what i'm saying (laughs) that package was filling up it was actually a large package uh but (laughs) but um but yeah it was funny yeah so anyway we we went through that whole process but uh we then we went for like a two day thing at ucsb Mm -hmm. uh and my dad was understanding how the the american college system works Mm -hmm. um and so he was asking a lot of questions and I felt like those questions made sense for him to ask. And then I would see other people who would be like, You know, I'm uh you know, I went to Cal Poly and my question is this thing I'd be like, Did you though? Because the question you're asking, it doesn't sound like you went to any school on earth. <laughs> like, you you don't seem like that. It was, like, maybe 20 years ago for you. And the question you're asking is if, like, you've just found out college existed. Mm. <laughs> it's a weird thing. I don't get it. I don't get when parents ask that. It's like, you probably know the answer to this. It's like, are you telling me the students stay in dormitories? Yes. <laughs> yes. They definitely do. Because you
2: did, did you? Oh, then I think it still happens. Like, <laughs> Uh, Xander, interesting. Just not even applying. What a great scene!
1: Oh, it's like because Kerouac. of that. Yeah,
0: his mm-hmm. Kerouac, who I I don't like on the road. I
1: Okay, but also it's funny because as <laughs> soon as he started doing that, like I started. I think I was in high school when I started reading Kerouac because I think part of it too was like I just really wanted to come out to California mm-hmm. and it was like I've never really read Kerouac and dude, my copy of On the Road that I don't have it. It's still sitting in my bookshelf at home in New Jersey, but it's like freaking underlined and starred and i had all these lines that i like are I you was, an on the road fan i'm an on the road fan i'm more a fan of um big Sur. uh-huh which i'm camping in big Sur in like two weeks and i'm very excited about are it are you bringing your tell books us? about it what
0: why don't you tell us you're going camping and are you I bringing your out. book oh. oh look
1: at that text what does that mean i just oh, got you a, just got a text <laughs> got a text that says holy shit in all caps actually so.
0: i know what it's in reference to and you don't which is funny because it's a text for you
1: Wait, you know what it's about? Oh medicine? yeah,
0: I know what it's about. I, I don't know don't. anything.
2: <laughs>
1: oh, Socrates over Sorry, here. it's just because, holy shit, <laughs> it came up on my I screen. Um, There's
2: also a Operation Ivy course.
1: Yeah, but yeah. uh... So are you going
2: to bring your copy of uh, Big Sur with I think all your underlines? I, I
1: also don't know, I wonder if it's sitting on that shelf. It might be sitting on that shelf. But I remember, because I just had reading Kerouac because I got like really obsessed with like, like California and just so like I started reading all those books and mm. stuff and is I... Is that what his books are about? It's about, like, like road tripping through California or just, like, strumb- uh, uh, drunkenly stumbling through life. And it's, like...
0: Yeah, I think you might like, and, like it.
1: I really like Kerouac. It's kind of
0: humorless. I might listen to it. I read would listen it. to it.
1: Listen to it? Just pretty Well,
0: because uh Audio I like the movie. cadence of Kerouac's writing. Because it's, like, all beat-inspired.
2: But... Uh, what was the quote Xander said? Well, I... Oh, God, I just watched it, too. He's like, the road is my only companion. Yeah, so... Yeah, like, great, Xander. Mm. <laughs> what I think is interesting, too, is, like, and I didn't really notice it until this Buffy rewatch, but just how Oz is pretty much just Willow-oriented. Yeah. Like, he's there, and he supports the crew because of Willow, but it's not like it's, like, they are this cohesive, love-each-other, He's not as group.
0: Scooby-esque as I remember. No, he's, yeah. he's
2: definitely on the side. He's,
0: a, he's sort of an accent, too. It, it sounds, I mean, we're going to be kicking off Actually, shortly after this comes, we can announce it right now, right? Can sure, we? Yeah. We are going to October 1st be prepared because maybe even the day before, so September 30th, uh, shortly after this is published, uh, we will be announcing Oztober 2016. Mm-hmm. That's right. We'll be having a calendar
2: with all Oz episodes celebrating our favorite Oz. Mm hmm. It's going to be uh, a lot of Oz stuff going on. Yeah. More things that we haven't this is that we'll haven't what, even planned what did we do yet. last year
0: it's literally a calendar <laughs> that just says Oztober and it's just every day gets an episode that features Oz and that's it <laughs> and I think that maybe like we hit up Seth on Twitter once but it was it's not it's just October one, one year it's so non-committal well, you don't have year? to do it just acknowledge it could they like do Oz artwork people yeah I think it should just be Oz appreciation month yeah oztober is oz appreciation month perfect there's a calendar but you don't have to follow it just do oz inspired things Mm -hmm. uh but yeah oz is totally just on the side of will It's a great observation Mm -hmm. i I love how nerdy this the whole scene is and i Mm -hmm. often forget how wonderfully nerdy buffy is Mm -hmm. because that whole thing the fact that xander who's like the non-college guy is reading
2: kerouac (laughs) He's being super ecology.
0: Yeah, it's really, it feels very ecology in itself or just very like nerdy, academic, geeky, like not afraid of being smart sort of thing, which yeah. is
2: really cool. Yeah, and the scene where Xander and Oz are doing the spell, it was another moment where I was like, you two aren't friends. Yeah. Full on, not friends. I felt, And And yeah. yes, like I'm sure the, like, the cheating stuff played a part of that. And why I think that As I watch it back, why that's such a. Whether it was intentional or not, why I think it's good is because they might, they wouldn't necessarily be. Yeah, it makes sense. There's a wedge.
0: Like when the Armageddon pops up continuously, I don't feel that like Xander and Oz are like the hug and like, you know, it's been a pleasure working with you types. No. Everyone else feels that way. Uh, I feel like even Giles would have like a really nice send off to Xander, mm-hmm. and a, and a nice send off to Oz. But Oz and Xander, I think that they would just be like, okay, yeah, and then yeah, part ways. Yeah. What do you think, Holland? Is that true? Are we totally off?
1: No, I think you're correct.
2: Thanks. And this is a huge Willow turning point episode because this is the episode where she decides to really lean into being a witch. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Her witch skills are their most developed, besides perhaps the reinsolment of Angel. But she's able to break down that barrier. She's able to levitate and stake. That was incredibly yeah. badass. And then she decides she wants to commit to it. So
0: since we're talking about... This is so funny, it organically came <laughs> up. Willow's levitation powers? I feel like she should have stuck around and just levitated Buffy up and down. I know that she's still a little iffy on it, but this is a plan B. Because <laughs> what's, what's the worst that's going to happen? She'll stick around the two strongest people who can... you know, <laughs> She might get kidnapped, but then she does get kidnapped. Yeah. So I think they should have just kept Willow there in case of emergency.
1: But I feel emergency. like a pencil and a person are two, like, completely different sizes. Mm-hmm. Sure, but if I think that if Angel, right.
0: for some reason, can't grab That's a right. rope, I think that we have <laughs> ambiguity one it way. Was,
1: it was jammed. It was jammed.
2: Yeah, but he could have kind of done, like, just a side
0: Yeah.
1: He could have just, I mean, he is really strong. He could have just, He yeah.
2: fully could have. He didn't. I think, yeah, he, right. I think he just didn't think of it.
0: Yeah, he's not the brightest <laughs> vamp not.
2: in the cemetery. He's super brave, but he's not. And so Buffy and Angel yeah, he's Gryffindor,
0: right? Dating. He's less Ravenclaw. Yeah, yeah, no, and... she
1: like calls him honey and mm-hmm. yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. This is so full on trying it. Yeah. What I really, right. really like about this
2: episode. Didn't she break up with him a couple episodes ago? When do they become shortly he... after? I think the plan. after the faith stuff. But well, they didn't well, break up. They, were,
1: they weren't broken up. She just was like, "Oh, I like kind of need space." But just know. went
2: on a pause. Yeah. Okay. Like a break. Because he said, you still my girl, and she said always. Yeah. That was an But actual- then also the
1: episode before, he was like, in how many ever hundred years, there's only been one person that I loved, mm-hmm. and it's you. And he gives mm-hmm. that whole.
2: Spike. Just kidding. Speech. <laughs> <laughs> The speech, Spike. speaking of Spike and the speech he gives to Buffy and Angel in the earlier season, uh, part of the season where he convinces Buffy and Angel that they will always love each other and never be able to be friends, it's funny that then the mayor comes in to be the guy to give the speech that's like, you guys can never actually be a functioning couple, and that whenever Buffy and Angel, whenever Bu- and Buffy reacts to them, yeah. it's like she never is like, oh, this villain of mine is putting these thoughts in my head the thoughts that go into her head and then she and then she kind of is Absorbs affected it. by it yeah, yeah yeah she's totally freaked out by it i um
0: i think this is the episode for me that is the mayor villain episode because after everything we've seen he is such like this joss i think he's in my opinion the best joss villain because he's all the best parts of like what we like and took away from ted but on a because we've gotten to spend so much time with him a little bit more if that makes sense Mm -hmm. like when faith comes in uh and is like i had to kill this you know i made an offer he couldn't survive right Mm -hmm. i think is what she says he looks at her and then laughs and it's totally this socially speaking he's fine he's Mm -hmm. an upstanding citizen yet he's a horror villain Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, such a good statement. He's like a guy that anyone anyone could trust, and you should never trust this guy, (laughs) which I think is Mm -hmm. a a really, I don't know, it's a great takeaway, and also just such a great character to have in the show. It's such a great foil to Buffy, you know, Uh, such -hmm. a great villain for her to face, someone who is uh, something that society is constantly just being like, you're wrong about everything. (laughs) The fact that she was like a rebellious student, you know, the fact that she was like a teenage girl trying to save the world and stuff, versus... Guy who seems like the pillar of Sunnydale mm-hmm. and is uh, there because he wants to cash in on the Ascension. <laughs> yeah. He kind of looks like John Kasich. Oh, that's a really good observation. Do you think John Kasich looks like the mayor? Like John Kasich was modeled after the mayor? Maybe. I can see it. Like he's actually a demon man that's just kind of playing his long game? You know what's crazy? I know that we. it's, un- it's not great to dive into politics because it might offend some people or hurt um, feelings even though politics should be very separated from feelings for the most part but i'm just going to say this really quickly and feel how you feel about it um ted cruz i think is too cartoonish to be a buffy villain
2: yeah no he wouldn't work he could be a charmed <laughs> villain
0: he would be a great charmed villain or yeah. like a throwaway angel villain which we won't get too much into obviously but you have to know the show exists at this point right so that sounds <laughs> <full> <laughs> right yeah like an right. early season
2: angel villain where you're just like uh eh, yeah. that
0: villain Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's sort
2: of yeah, and charmed I feel like he'd be a guy that like moved like next door and was like like he'd basically be a Ted and he's named Ted Ooh. hey charmed everybody <laughs> bring it back baby 12 seasons and a Netflix revival <laughs> um, yeah I watched charmed
1: me too. I have a season one of Charmed is sitting on my desk. Oh, that's yeah. great! What a I don't great have a lot have. of things on my desk, but it's like I have it's like Charmed, and then it's like my Willow and Buffy, and then Freddie and Leatherface, and uh, the Governor, uh, Mulder and Scully, and Ray.
0: Again, not oh, a whole lot on the Ray. desk. Yeah. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I like, name like ten.
1: No, but it's not. It's like it's pretty barren, though. Like I don't know. People have like these crazy desks, and like I can't hang up any posters. I don't have like wall space. So
0: you can talk to someone to get a wall. I'm sure you can get a wall. Eventually.
2: Right now. <laughs> um, this is the first time that Buffy and the mayor have ever met.
1: Yeah. Oh, no, I realized that, that too. Case? I wrote that down because, yeah, he says mm-hmm. that. He's like, oh, so this is the girl that's like, blah, 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 blah. Oh, like, oh, I oh, wow.
0: interesting. Yeah. I like that bit where Faith gets uh, uh,
2: this little sand in her shoe when he brings up Buffy. Yeah. And he clocks that. Yeah. Well, it was so interesting, too, about whether or not Faith was picking up on this during that scene. But he was like... The mayor starts by saying that he was disappointed that Angel wouldn't date Faith, mm-hmm. and then he goes into this huge long explanation about how it was unfair to Buffy to even try to date her. Yeah. So he's like, and what if at the end of that thing? He's like, so really you should just date Faith. <laughs> but it's like, okay, so you're going on saying how Buffy's life is going to be horrible, but like you're you want me to date that guy? Mm-hmm. So I thought that was a little weird.
0: He Okay, this is like I'm so glad you brought this up because it's something that really really I noticed in this episode is that it's so and it's it's something we I think we've all noticed, uh, and it's silly of me to say, but that he is targeting Faith at her most vulnerable point. Yeah. And manipu- and he knows, especially yeah. in that conversation where he brings uh, up Buffy, you see him and the gears working in his head on how he can pivot Faith. Yeah. And and, and then he does the same thing to Angel later. Angel yeah. and Buffy, and he sees points of weakness that he uses yeah. to his advantage. It's like really it's one
1: of those things <laughs> like sorry. <laughs> it's one of those things where because like because uh, sometimes I'll be like I don't because you don't you guys talk about how much you like the mayor and I don't always get it because I'm like oh I don't know like he doesn't seem like that yeah. evil to me but I think it's because he just seems like a normal guy just an evil normal right guy. like yeah. an evil manipulative
0: guy guy normal guy <laughs> yeah.
1: and then you think about it and it's like oh, because, like, oh, I, I know people like this. So right. So it's, like, so it, it, it is. He's actually, like, a really good villain, because you're, like, oh, no, because he's, like, he's, like, a real person. and It's fun. He hides in plain sight. Yeah. 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 yeah.
0: It's funny that we don't have a term. Like, we have femme fatale, right, where it's, like, someone using their wily ways to, uh, a woman using her wily ways um, to uh, manipulate the hero. We don't have a, I don't think we have a phrase for guys doing that, like, gaslighting and such. Maybe, like, a
2: jackrabbit?
0: Like jack I like it. A jackrabbit? Jack rabbit. I'm down with it, to be honest. Like, if... Like, they jump I think it's so like, fast. I think,
1: I think what we use now is, like, fuckboy.
0: Oh, yeah, I guess so. But fuckboy
1: means, like, so many things. So yeah. Like, it's it not fu- specific yeah. enough.
2: Because I don't feel like the mayor is a fuckboy. Not I a necessarily,
1: rabbit. but you could refer to him as a fuckboy.
2: Or would you say a steer? A steed? I feel like Kylo Ren is a fuckboy. Oh, yeah. That's... For sure. Yeah, uh, I feel like the if I if I understand the what terminology, that means, which I mm-hmm. may not, might just be any bad thing.
1: My honestly, my general understanding is like I know people have like specific definitions for fuckboy, but I feel like it's such a vague term. It
0: originates from a, a boy who mostly texts you yeah. only for the purposes of copulation. Uh, copulation, oh. yes.
1: But I feel like it gets thrown around a lot. Yeah. Be like anyone who kind of manipulates you emotionally in any sort of way.
0: I like Jackrabbit. <laughs> I like it. I'm gonna use it from now on. I think it's good. And I, and I totally acknowledge that I at times I'm a total Jackrabbit. You are. And I, I don't want to be. You're like um, right. Mary
2: Wilkins just stealing a box full of fifty billion. Sp- spiders
0: no, no. For your I guess when you properties. put it that way, I'm not. <laughs> I'm yeah. not literally the character from Buffy, yeah. Uh, okay. uh, but yeah, so I guess maybe I'm not a jack. I'm just kidding. That's. <laughs> but yeah, um, the bell is getting very close to ringing, um, okay. but I wanted okay, let's, to. Let's rattle off some of the I've got guys. a big question to drop at the end of this for you guys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but before that, uh, let's just kind of blow through some great little details that we like about the episode. For example, sticks with the little knife things coming out of them. What was, oh, was what oh, is Xander that? Xander had
2: like Xander had like a crazy. Like, hillbilly weapon.
0: What was that? And then Giles later has it too, right? Yeah. It's
2: kind of like... Do you remember that episode of Simpsons with Kang and Kodos? Where yes. Where like, he's like, he's got a board with a nail in it. Yeah. We'll come back with an yeah, even bigger board. board. Yeah. Bigger nail. But no, no. Eventually, they'll create a board so big that it'll crush them all. That's what... Yeah. Um, <laughs> don't blame me. I voted for Kodos. So, uh, <laughs> I love that... I love that... The Buffy-Angel relationship becoming stale thing because it's like, <laughs> it's funny because it is a little bit of a post-Happily Ever After thing in that, okay, for these epic heroes who have these epic romances, what happens when that isn't exciting anymore. Yeah. And that for them it's like, should we do anything different? And all that Buffy and Angel do together is kill monsters. I love that
0: opening scene in the cemetery. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he's yeah. like I
2: took you down to that crypt <laughs> by the beach right <laughs> and the she fire pit. Like, yeah, 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 that was okay. Yeah. That's a really good
0: uh <laughs> it's something that's I think it's very interesting when discussing Buffy and Angel's relationship because when people say that they are uh pro Buffy Angel, I the wonder Angel. the ba- yeah, exactly. Um bangel fans uh i wonder and i'm not saying where i lie on the spectrum I'm uh uh unlike chris who just said it <laughs> um but i think it is it's, it's it, are we saying we're pro bangel in what we've seen so far and we love that and cherish those moments or ongoing we think that relationship would be the best relationship
1: no. and
0: i i think it's, i think the beginning of this episode brings up that question it's, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to, to think about and explore mm-hmm. 'Cause so many times like when there's so much going on and you're fight you're doing this big thing, especially in high school, I feel like a lot of high school relationships are like that, you have this feeling like you are fighting against something, whether it's teachers or the administration or just homework or just trying to get through life, um, at being a crazy teenager, what happens when that fizzles out? Mm-hmm. Is there something that you already have in place that's there? Or would you have to completely transition, you know? Yeah. That's interesting. I think it's a good thing to also keep in mind for going forward in general is what's a a quiet night like with this? What's an exciting night like this? Right. So.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which is why I like the podcast. Sometimes it's exciting. It's a lot of fun. Sometimes it's not as exciting. It's (laughs) a lot of fun. Right. Yeah. Um,
2: Oh, um, Buffy still using Mr. Pointy yeah oh yeah yeah okay. yep.
1: i do want to bring up how the these spider things are basically they're face huggers yeah Xenomorphs. it goes
0: right onto that which yeah. just reminds me of bad eggs yeah yeah
1: yeah which is great because yeah. i mean i love an alien reference as much as anyone else
0: that's an alien fan or just in general because i think that people are kind of lukewarm to alien references really in general like oh just, terms alien, of the six just billion aliens people in general alive?
1: or just them i don't know <laughs> Well, I also, like, it's been, because I went to see, uh, I went to see, like, a screening of Aliens with, like, a and a and everything, so, like, I'd, I've i been rewatching all those movies recently, um, and I feel like it's come up in conversation a lot, because, like, they're talking about, like, making another one or whatever, um. Oh,
0: and isn't it Neil Bloomkamp is gonna be doing it?
1: Possibly. I don't know. It's... He was kind of, kind of a jackrabbit about that project. He was kind of a jackrabbit. Speaking of jackrabbits, uh, no, I'm not going to say anything. Um, well, but yeah, they're basically, they're basically oh. fa- facehuggers.
0: Yeah, yeah, they totally, yeah. When it, that poor cop.
1: Yeah.
0: That poor cop. Yeah, just another
2: day on the job. And then just got attacked by a paranormal spider.
1: But also, like, if, don't open the box. Like, he's just sitting there with that box, and he's like, oh, I you do know. yeah.
2: yeah, I don't know, yeah. You don't know
1: good. anything about it. Uh, You're not wearing gloves. And you live in yeah. Sunnyvale
2: your whole life. It's like, yeah. Well, maybe he just moved there. Maybe he transferred from <laughs> Cleveland, Santa Barbara. Cle- oh. well, Cleveland, they have the Oxnard. I Oxnard. love the
0: Oxnard joke in the beginning yeah. so <laughs> much. That was great. Oxnard. And then also the uh, Willow's sick comeback to Cordelia, where it's like, that's just for people who didn't get to Harvard. And it was like, I did. I, I did I get Harvard. into
1: Harvard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's that's like not a, even like comeback, a comeback. It's such like, But wait, I did get into that.
0: one with Cordelia...
2: Yeah, uh, with It the dress. breaks
0: my heart that she also feels like she has to hide how smart she is Yeah, all the time. She got into all this. Of course she did. She's Cordelia. That's of course rude. she did. Yeah. She could be sometimes a little less rude, but she's also going, you know, like... Xander was but, so
1: mean. Xander yeah, was so terrible.
0: He was being a jackrabbit. Oh, like
2: when he, like, yeah, when he, like, totally yeah. just walked into her yeah. presumed not place of work. And just yeah. started listing off <laughs> insults. Yeah. Everybody, I think it's... This episode... Really sets the stage of what everything in both series will become. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. I won't get into detail too much about it, but I feel like Cordelia kind of becoming what she she's changing. Yeah. this is not the same Cordelia we've seen. And then Xander is it's like because it, the whole thing of you know I don't think it's too much of a spoiler for people to know that season four takes place in college. Yeah, maybe <laughs> it is. Or maybe it, I mean. It, uh,
0: if you you know that season four exists, it happens chronologically next year. Mm-hmm. So
2: some characters, some much. characters. You see, like, Sunnydale is a thing. So this is almost kind of like the pre-pilot or the pre uh, not pre-pilot the pre-premiere for the next yeah. season. Yeah,
0: yeah. a lot of seeds are fun. planted. Yeah, um, which kind of brings me to my favorite my favorite aspect of this episode, especially if you are watching it. College is such an interesting time, or applying for colleges, or just approaching the end of high school is very interesting because you have this context. High school is essentially like this, this parameter in which you can play in, um, and then you have to figure out what you're going to do next, which is huge. It's not just it; it means what kind of person are you going to become mm-hmm. um, coming up? Are you going to pursue a higher education? Are you not? Where are you going to move? You know, you, you're kind of facing all these choices. Um, and what I like about it in Buffy is that we have this premise she is fighting vampires, but she also has to continue with life. And that's set, her fighting vampires. The rest is not. Mm-hmm. Like, she, her being a slayer is only one aspect. Because she decided to really try to strive to have a normal life, it means making normal life decisions. And so that's my favorite part of this episode. And I wanted to ask you guys what do you think has been the choice that you've made that's made the biggest influence on who you've become? now? Because you could have been... You could be so different, you know, and like, yeah. parallel universe stuff, right? In in, in your doppelganger land. Yeah. <laughs> Alternate universe. Cho- what, what was the choice the- that I think that has made you different than you were at the end of high school to where you are now?
2: Deciding to pursue the arts and go to art school? That's a great answer, yeah. Leave, go to New York? Not... Leave, leave the town of Durham, New Hampshire for crazier things and unknown stories. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I think, I mean, just that. Yeah? Yeah. Just
0: mm-hmm. saying you're going to commit to this. Like, you're not... This is what my path is going to right, be. Right. Right.
1: Um, I think, well, my specific thing is, uh, was sophomore year of college when I, uh, like, uh, entered the Geek and Sundry competition. Like, oh. Like, that was the thing that, like, I mean, I didn't think it was going to be anything, but that is the pivotal moment that changed everything for me. That's crazy. Because it it also was like, because I was in film school at the time, and my biggest thing with film school was I wanted to do more sets, but I didn't have time because I was like working two jobs during college. Mm -hmm. So it was like I was working two jobs and also taking classes, um, and I didn't have the time or the money to kind of like work on set. But then once I was making stuff for YouTube... I could still... It was like I was still making stuff. Right. Um, And then I started going to conventions, and I started working on web series for friends and stuff Um, since I couldn't work on, like, film sets. And then I ended up moving out here. So, I mean, it really... And, like, all the jobs that I've got, like, being at Geek & Sundry or being at, like, Rocket Jump or even now being at Loot Crate, like, it was all... It was all because of that. So that pretty much, like, I mean, changed everything. That's great. Yeah. yeah.
0: I didn't even think of that. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um, my answer would probably be moving to Los Angeles in terms of impacting who I am now, because I feel like I just, I Los Angeles is a very difficult city for me to be in. There's a lot of stuff that I normally love seeing every day that I don't see in Los Angeles. Mm -hmm. Uh, and there's a lot of things that I'd never experienced before that to get used to. I wasn't like huge into driving and stuff like that. And I think that driving culture versus public transportation leads to people being a little bit more aggressive, I've noticed. Um not to say that people aren't aggressive on public transportation but this whole of like it's my lane like why oh, I... people getting stressed about traffic and not realizing that everyone is late yeah. and that kind of thing like you're making me late it's just like every mm. we're stuck in the
2: 10 like yeah but imagine a bunch of millions of people crammed into subways every day that's and on the streets with each other
0: yeah that's true it's like it's a, but I definitely think Depends that's like the on, biggest it, yeah. yeah in terms of changing as a person I definitely feel like I came I'm totally just like that little girl that like gets off the, the bus or the train in New York and is like I can't wait to be an actor and then like fast forward as like a waiter and she's like I hate everybody like mm-hmm. that was <laughs> that's mm-hmm. sort of been I've been I've been pushing back as much as possible to not have that narrative mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's uh it's definitely affected uh, my personality I think also for I'd like to be optimistic and say for the better because uh, I'm sort of aware of how to deal with different situations, but now that you mentioned it, I honestly think that maybe also committing to like a YouTube channel,
1: yeah, and well, applying
0: to Geek and Sundry because it's also
1: because like part of it for me is moving out to LA, but I wouldn't have moved out to LA if not for like if I didn't have anything to do in LA, yeah, or I wouldn't have known anyone in LA if not for that. But too. May- so yeah,
0: not- I maybe mean, it's different because I feel because you and I met. You, Chris you and I met even before that even before we were doing YouTubey stuff mm-hmm.
2: even before that was like a thing yeah we met at that murder mystery party at yeah house.
0: so I feel like you and I yeah. uh so I guess yeah we like, met
2: in character it's
0: <laughs> like it's feel like it's weird now like or I, I feel like lots of geeky spaces or things like I feel like I belong and like I feel like I can it's cool to like be a guest on something like when I got to do drunk Disney and stuff mm-hmm. um and I feel like my Comic-Con experience and everything like that is different because of that. Mm-hmm. But I'm maybe less so than you, Holland. Because I feel like you and I, would, or we're still in the same... We're just crazy kids running around San Diego. <laughs> yeah.
2: Come up, my first Comic-Con might have been a first big... Ooh, that's a good one. Because it was like then I was visiting my sister who was out in L.A. And then... We just went down for the day. My mom and I went to go see a Veronica Mars panel and just walked right in. We spent like 30 bucks, parked. It was easy. That's a really good... Walked walked right in. Oh, man. Um, This is a difficult question. Like, what's been the choice that has changed your life so much? This is pretty... I mean, they're different. If it was was high school, it was going to New York. And when it was... Leaving New York was a big one. Yeah. Because I remember when I was back at home in New Hampshire, just post-school, middle of recession... Depressed in my house, feeling like I didn't have a career or a chance. Comic-Con made me kind of start to see the industry of nerd, mm-hmm. the industry of the geek world, and that, like, that was something that you could have that as a lifestyle. could be our lives, yeah. Yeah. You know. And then, I mean, starting improv. hmm Even just trying to do that. I didn't perform, I performed a lot as a kid, and I didn't perform at all in college, really, except for, like, table reads. And then that was the beginning of that. So, I mean, there's there's these little things along the way. Yeah. I almost left L.A. The reason I didn't leave L.A. is specifically because of you, Mia, and Matt Scavone. Oh,
0: thanks. Yeah. yeah. That's great to hear.
2: Yeah. I'm glad that we were able to keep you in a place that you weren't happy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you made me happy about it. Remember when I was living in that house with that divorcing couple? Oh, We yeah. were both okay. happily remarried with children <laughs> to each other, with other people. Uh, and uh, remember, I, I used to like just like stay at your guys' on your guys' couch yeah. all the time. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and those that, are good days. In that apartment that's now across from where my apartment is now.
0: I love it. It would be like raining and we're like, well, I guess we're staying in tonight. Yeah, <laughs> for a week, <laughs> just watching movies or the Hobbit trailer. Yeah, trailer remember the pre-Hobbit days? <laughs> ah, oh, the
2: trailer was so good. Uh,
0: Great. Okay, well, that's our bell. Oh, there means it means we're, uh, <laughs> we're almost out of time. But luckily, we have just a little bit before we have to rush off to class. Mm-hmm. And so what we're going to do is an extracurricular activity, which means we're going to make something up on the spot inspired by this episode. It could be anything, a local commercial, a rap,
1: mm-hmm.
0: a little sketch. It could be anything that doesn't rely heavily on visual materials. So, Holland, what are we doing this week?
1: Um. So today for our extracurricular activity, uh, we noticed a lot of... Lovely things uh, that you guys said on Twitter, um, and they made us feel nice. So we wanted to do some shout-outs, um, which are not improvised because you know they were already already kind of written out. Yeah, so it's kind of like a scripted uh, extracurricular.
0: It's scripted in the sense that we'll be reading things that people wrote. Yeah, but scripted in that you wrote the Rehearsed script. our reaction. We have
1: not <laughs> rehearsed how we feel about them.
0: So this is sort of like a, a yearbook. Could we say this is like a season three yearbook that we're going? Like we're sort of starting to sign. It's like when li-
1: celebrities read mean tweets, except they're not mean tweets; they're nice tweets. So it's the oh, okay. podcasters
2: reading nice tweets. Podcasters about yes. reading
0: nice tweets. All right, great. Let's pull it. Up. Let's pull. Let's pull it up here. I got our feed. Unless Chris, you... mine's being slow and loading. Okay, so we're kind of scrolling. This is going to be all over the place. So this and, is kind of improvised because uh, yeah. we're just scrolling and then uh, yeah. I will be editing this up a little bit. Um, let's see here. Sith Legacy said that their favorite place would be the uh, graveyard perfect place to hunt vampires Mm. and as a person with a Buffy Summers icon that makes perfect sense that's where you'd spend most of your time
2: (laughs) Buffy's like please (laughs) I know where I'd be Lane Shepard said Jane Espenson wrote all the best episodes ever brilliant at developing secondary characters into those we will never forget
0: what a good point! What a good—I really solidified Jonathan as one of my favorite characters. Also, Janspence is my favorite. Oh wait,
1: writer. I didn't see this one. Ooh,
2: Peaceful Pagoda did a
0: nice
1: one. Oh, let's wait. read it. He's so nice. Um, okay, so, uh, Peaceful F- Pagoda, Luis Lopez uh, said, "Damn, there was some excellent discussion and meaningful topics explored in the latest episode of SSG Podcast. Loved it. #Hashtag Buffy Therapy. Thank you so much. You are so nice." We uh we met him at uh, I think it was NerdCon last year.
0: Yes, I love NerdCon. Yes. That was really fun. It was a little warm.
1: I was a little warm, but it was really fun. I feel
0: like this most conventions so though. I got we my just, hat. My Hot to
1: mention hat. Also, like our, our panel was just like us like hanging out. It was like <laughs> one of the first times we had all hung out in a while too. So yeah, it was just like a ridiculous sloppy. panel. Uh, it was fun. We had fun.
0: Juliet Landau liked one of our tweets. What?
1: <laughs> face. Yeah.
0: Which is Juliet Landau's like your friend, so. She's a friend of the podcast. She's, yeah. yeah. We're, like, maybe best
2: friends. (laughs) (laughs) Like, half best friends. Uh, let's see. Annual custom of watching Buffy every year begins, uh... Oh, doing Buffy Halloween rewatch. And then he... It was, um... Father David J. Bayardo.
1: That was cool, because we got tagged with, like...
2: Who's a hip priest.
1: Oh, wow. He was very hip.
2: Okay, so we have a, uh... Let's say what's up to that. Hey, so Father David, what's going on? Priest, parochial vicar, rugger, and avid sports fan.
1: What is a rugger?
2: Uh, he likes to walk on rugs.
1: No, does that mean you make rugs? I'm actually curious as to what a rugger, rugger is. It well, is. Let's probably ask, means
2: that. Let's ask David.
0: And Do if, you make rugs? If we could I'm bother serious. you about that, David, on Twitter and ask you. That would be fantastic. Yeah,
2: that would be
1: great.
0: He
2: was born in... Oh, he's two years older than me. So he tweeted <laughs> Fun at... Fact. He tweeted at us, Sarah Michelle Geller. Buffy Fest, and Juliet Landau. It's kind of an honor to be What great company. In... Thank you. Those were the people he felt like he needed to. It makes me feel good, too, whenever we get uh, Instagram tagged in something with mm-hmm. like a bunch of the other things. That means the world. That's so... Because we're such silly fans. Yeah,
0: Blair, of course. Uh, Abstract Class says, the sixth season of Buffy is the best season of TV ever, and if anyone says otherwise, dot, 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 dot. Uh-uh. So we'll get to that in sixth season, but I kind of... Maybe. I wonder what those dots are It's kind of ominous Yeah We'll have to find out We've got a few seasons to go Until we find out Blair Great episode guys Thanks Blair
1: for the Beverage. vulnerability Thanks Blair of course. Well Thank I finally you, met at Comic Con I didn't realize oh, yeah. that Comic Con was the first time I would ever met him Because I've been mm-hmm. talking to him For like ever um, uh,
0: JP is reminding you Holland to email I still didn't send Amy. that
1: email Isn't that hilarious Did you not call Rick? No, okay. I saw the tweets. Well,
0: I JB, got multiple know that you're, tweets
1: and I. So-
0: know that you're heard, just not necessarily uh, noted. Thank We thank you for your hard work, but. Um, Want to give a huge shout out to Batsplaining.
1: Oh, the tattoo.
0: Batsplaining uh, is an account that was created. Um, it, it, me and I got to be on my friend, uh, or our friend. Justin's uh, Batman the Animated Series podcast, mm. definitely check it out. It's an incredible podcast, incredibly produced. He gets voice actors, directors, people who worked on the music, uh, just a really, really good podcast. And bat splaining came out of that. Someone was so awesome to create a Twitter about Batman bat things to people because um, Batman can be a little bit of a jackrabbit sometimes, and you have to check out. We'll retweet it uh, when this is up, but. Uh, explaining's tattoo is the coolest.
2: do that, do that. they by looking at Twitter and Instagram, mentioning people on the podcast. Yeah. We should mention Alex Shannon just because he listens and appreciates it. Absolutely. Oh, one of Absolutely. the funniest
1: things happened today. So I was hanging out with Mina today, and nice. she, like, looks down at my shoes, and she was like, oh, I was listening to uh, the podcast. Are those the sneakers you bought? And I was like, yes. Yes, they are. Oh, the, sh- the shiny red boots? <laughs> no, 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 not the – I didn't talk about the boots on the podcast. Yeah, you did. Did I really? Right. Oh, no, this is... Wow, well, I talk about my shoes a lot on the podcast. Um, I No, this was when uh, I was talking about how I finally bought a pair of sneakers because I didn't own any, any sneakers. And I bought a pair of Converse's. And I was wearing them today. And she was like, oh, are those them? And I was like, yep. Right.
0: <laughs> and uh, the last Where Would You Hang Out in Sunnydale tweet that I could find in this, and if there's yeah. more, I, I will be happy to mention them, um, is, uh, of course, our good friend Amy. Uh, who said, I think I'd hang out in the library. my mall had a bookstore with piles of comics all the same price regardless of title or year. That's great. Yeah, what? hang out, man. Yeah. that's uh, that's the place to be. And then also Amy has been shouting out another friend of the podcast, uh, Doc. It's at Doc Liz with two Z's at yeah, the yeah, end.
2: Doc
1: Liz. Yeah, she uh,
0: she's got a book coming out that's awesome. pre-order if you can. Yeah, and if you can't to, uh, support, great human being wonderful human yeah. being because
1: the way that because um, through ink shares and the way that ink shares works is you have to hit a certain number of pre-orders um, for them to make the book and uh, do you know how close she is now because last time I checked I think it was like 13
0: was the last time yeah.
1: I saw so she only really needs 13 more so it's basically like 13 more for her to hit her goal which is two or three hundred yeah um, and then yeah, like, once that goal is hit, anything on top of that is great. But she has to at least hit the goal to have the book get printed. Yeah. Because if you don't hit the goal, then the book doesn't get printed. So,
0: again, that's at DocLizTuesdays at the end there. And that is our final bell. I'm sorry if we didn't get to uh, your tweet. We were just rushing through the timeline. And also, we got to rush off to class in a little bit. Mm-hmm. So. But uh, that was our discussion of choices. Thank you so much for joining us. We know you have a lot of choices in podcasts to listen to, and we appreciate you sticking with us. <laughs> uh, we are just about at the end of season three. Um, and as much as we want to hop right into that, I'm going to Boston next week.
2: I'm so For a friend's wedding. so uh, cool.
0: Yeah, so I'll be hanging out with Faith. Uh, right. In Boston So we're going to have A little short Sort of um, In between Extra credit episode mm-hmm. And then we'll be Finishing out And we've got Some big announcements uh, That we'll be Sharing on the last Three episodes Of season three That have to do With Halloween And general Los Angeles October mm-hmm. festivities So keep An open ear for those Because you definitely Want to hear about them If you're a Buffy fan It involves you yeah. <laughs> And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much sums so up. I don't want to talk too much, because
2: this was uh, we had a, a good session. Let's just end on the high note. Chris, where can I find you? Hey, my name's Chris Bramonte. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, and SoundCloud as Amontioc. You can find me with musical improv group, Robot Teammate, and The Accidental Party. Uh, we now do, uh, we're going to be doing a new time on the Geek and Sundry Twitch channel at noon on Mondays, starting on October 3rd. Uh, and then yeah check out Hamilton's LA we got some cool fun stuff coming up how about you Holland where can they find you
1: Uh, my name is Holland Farkas you can find me on Instagram at Farkland I don't know why I said Instagram first Twitter at Holland Farkas Uh, Facebook Holland Jean Farkas no Holland Farkas my middle name is Jean now that you know it's Holland Farkas it's a page that I never update don't even go there Uh, (laughs) if you like Buffy then you will probably like um, our latest Luke theme reveal uh, that just came out uh, directed and written by our good friend Adam Murray Um, I got to produce it and I got to be Monster Hands so (laughs) I think it turned out really great Um, so you guys should watch it it worked really hard so
0: good job (laughs) and I'm Omar you can also find me at Omar Najam on Twitter 2 Broke Geeks on Instagram where I post pictures of me hanging out with like Jurassic Park Jeeps and stuff like that uh, and uh, I'm also I also have an improv team that performs regularly throughout the month. So check out Lessons Swimming on Twitter if you'd like to know more information about that. If you're in the LA area, we'd love to have you. All of our shows are free. It's just a general principle that we have as a team. And October
2: October 5th. We have the October 5th And
0: we should mention that right now. October 5th, sunset, uh, UCB sunset. Mm -hmm. Swing on by at 8.30 because Chris and I are doing a very rare once-in-a-lifetime. This is the
2: first time we've ever done that. I think it's the
0: first time we've ever done improv together. It's going to be Chris's team, then my team, um, Justin, I mentioned earlier from the Batman podcast, will be there as well, and then we do a jam where we will get to play together. Cool. Uh, it's going to be a huge blast and that is also free to the Inner Sanctum so swing on by, you can grab a cup of coffee right next there um, and the last thing I want to toss out is of course 13 Days 13 Shorts It's a, the theme reveal is about, the video is about to go up on October 1st so check that out, But that, on Twitter that's 13 Days 13 Shorts or just keep an eye on youtube.com slash for that video, we'd love to have you submit anything and everything because it's the best you'll find out more information in that video so, next week we're going to have an extra credit and after that we are diving into not only the end of season 3 but October. So, it is going to be so much fun. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's the be- it's the most Buffy month. It I is. think that October. Uh, October is the most yeah. Buffy month.
2: We have to say October every yeah. time. Yeah. I think it's now just Oz-tober. No longer October. Sorry. So, just on October 5th, <laughs> we have that show. October 5th. Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and then the rest of October. Yeah. Alright gang, Uh, I gotta start packing up my books for Boston and while we're at it, why don't you pack up your books pack up your bags, see you next week What's your guys' yeah. favorite fruit? In term, Not in terms of eating, in terms of like the shape and representation. You know what I'm talking about? Bananas. Bananas? You're a big mm-hmm. like, like if it's like in terms of like the cartoon idea of a mm-hmm. fruit, banana. Yeah.
1: Strawberries. Bananas. Strawberries, mm-hmm. strawberries like is idea. good. It's good, like drawing strawberries.
0: Yeah. Oh, that's good.
2: What's yours, Omar?
0: Hmm. Oh, that's hard. I think it's watermelon. I think it's watermelon.
1: I also just think of like Pac-Man. Like which Pac-Man, like visual like Pac-Man fruit? Oh like the fruit like the cherry. Like I know they also have pretzels, but that's not a fruit. But
2: There's pretzels in Pac-Man? Yeah. That's wrong.